2: Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply.
4: One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round.
3: We had a big bear of a man who was called Mal Evans, who was on roadie. And uh, Mm -hmm. I was coming back on the plane, and he said, Will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. (laughs) I said, What?
2: Sergeant Pepper.
4: Listen to Season 2 of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: We're going to talk about Planned Parenthood tonight. We're going to talk about culture. Jack Pasobic is here. Kingsley Cortez, a great light in the mood. What a night tonight and I'm Right. Before I get to the news, before we get to Mark Houck, I'm going to bring in, in him in here in just a second. I just want to, once again, in light of this news about the man in Utah being gunned down by the FBI, we don't know all the details yet, so I'm not commenting on that. I just want to remind you what I said last week. Let me caution you with something. As you, because you love your country, as you watch these people commit unspeakable acts as they're doing right now. It can be very tempting, especially in this online world. Everyone's on their phone, on social media. It can be very, very tempting. Start venting your feelings out there a little bit. Especially to that patriotic friend of yours. He's an online friend. Great dude. He was in the Marines, is what he says. And you're very tempted at times when you get angry and desperate to text things like, it's time to take up arms. No more voting. Time to start shooting. You just texted that to an FBI agent and you're going to go to prison. Keep yourself legal at all times, including in your words. These people are dying to throw you in prison. Like I said, we don't know all the details yet, so I'm going to abstain from comment, but I am going to comment to you. Calm down. Stay legal, including in your words, at all times. They're dying for a reason to come after you. They don't even really need a reason. Do you remember, do you remember that whole FBI going after Catholics thing
2: director, what's the difference between
5: a traditional Catholic and a radical traditional Catholic?
2: Uh, I'm
4: not a, an expert on the, the Catholic uh, orders.
5: Well your FBI wrote a memo talking about radical traditional Catholics. I'm just wondering if you can define it for us
4: Well what I can tell you is you're referring to the Richmond product, which was a single product by a single field office which as soon as I found out about it, I was aghast and ordered it withdrawn and removed from FBI
3: systems. Hmm. There was only one field office. Did you know that was just the Richmond field office, except we found out yesterday it's most definitely not just one field office. As I told you at the time, there's no way you grab one piece of paper from one office that we only found out about courtesy of a whistleblower and then assume that's not taking place all over the place. Of course, it's all over the place. The FBI has picked a side when it comes to America. Joining me now, Mark Houck co-founder, president of the King's Men, Republican candidate for Congress in Pennsylvania, which I love. But more specifically, you probably recognize his name if you watch this show. We've covered extensively the fact that this pro-life Christian father has been attacked by this FBI for his beliefs. Mark, for those who forget the the shows we've done on you, you're here now. It's not my words, it's your story, not mine. Tell it.
5: Well, great. Thanks for having me. Great to be with you and uh, to share our our journey is, uh, is always a pleasure. So, uh, yeah, so uh, i give you the truncated version, uh, had a bit of an altercation at a Planned Parenthood in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It was dismissed at the uh, state level. The FBI picked it up within five days of dismissal. Uh, about six months later, I was raided in my home, uh, with about 20 plus federal agents, uh, and PA state troopers held at gunpoint, M16s, my children held at gunpoint, my wife as well, uh, proceeded to uh, be indicted under two counts against the FACE Act, that's freedom of access to clinic entrances. Uh, That uh, trial began in January this year and lasted a week and uh, we were acquitted of all charges. I was facing 11 years in prison, $350,000 in fine and three years probation. So uh, that was the, uh, the journey and uh, we've been telling the story ever since.
3: Weapons pointed at your
5: children as well. Do I have that right? Right, so the, they had the M16 guns pointed at me and my wife when we, we came out of the door. And then of course, as we opened the door and exited the door, uh, uh, an agent did uh, put his M16 rifle in my threshold of my door and my children were downrange on the steps
3: oh yeah okay is all that behind you now before we move on or are there more charges coming from this fbi uh
5: well you know I, there's no um, a chance of them uh, charging me again so we're we're dis- we're away from that we're in the process of uh of uh, suing the government ourselves so um that process is just beginning for us so we're going to hold them accountable and and um justice will be rendered hopefully
3: here was Christopher Ray when he was asked about you specifically. Those decisions are made as they should be by the commanders
4: on the ground in the field office who have the expertise about when to conduct operations safely and securely for the safety of everybody involved. And to my knowledge, those processes were all followed in this case. I understand that people have their opinions. All I can tell you is that we have one standard, one standard. Uh, which is irrespective of ideology of politics in this country it doesn't matter what you're upset about or who you're upset with you don't get to express that upset with violence and so we are agnostic as the ideology and focused on the violence
3: agnostic it's very interesting because mark i would have sworn your lawyer informed all of them that you as a peaceful man were more than willing if you were in trouble to go down and turn yourself in, which that's a law enforcement officer's dream, then nobody's in harm's way. The guy who's getting arrested isn't in harm's way. The officers aren't in any potential harm. Turn yourself in is wonderful. But correct me if I'm wrong, did they not turn you down and then send a SWAT team to your home?
5: that's correct. We did communicate immediately once we got our target letter saying we were a target of a federal grand jury investigation. And we said, look, he's a peaceful man. We'll bring him to you. No need to bring an agent out to his house. This is what my attorney said. We'll bring him right to you. Oh, plus, you can get him on the street every Wednesday because that's where you served him, and that's where he is every Wednesday. So no need to cause any disturbance to his family. That was communicated uh, back in April. Of course, they ignored that request and uh, decided to bring a heavily armed unit to my home.
3: Can you explain what sidewalk counseling is? I know you're out there doing the Lord's work at these abortion clinics, but can you explain what it is for people who don't know?
5: Yeah, it's a it's First Amendment right protected uh, uh, activity, which consists of just putting yourself on a sidewalk in front of a, uh, an abortuary, as we might call them, a Planned Parenthood where I was. And and you're just you just there offering free literature to uh, to those going into the facility, free help, anything that they need prior to, or even as they exit the facility, all done in a, in a spirit of peace and love and compassion and great respect. And usually we have uh, pregnancy resource centers nearby that we can kind of com- give them information about or, or take them to. So, um, you know, it's, it's done very effectively and has been for years since uh, Roe v. Wade was, uh, was passed.
3: What more can our movement be doing? I mean, pro-life people who don't want abortion to happen anywhere in this country. I know we've had some wins. I know we have a long way to go, especially to change the minds and hearts of people in this country. But what could, what else can we be doing, Mark?
5: Well, of course, after my uh, arrest, there was a lot of uh, morale that was affected. And a lot of people s- stopped going onto the sidewalk, at least here in Philadelphia, and I, I later uh, learned that uh, was the case on a national level. So people were scared, and of course, rightfully so, and, and that's what their whole intent of the DOJ was to instill fear, humiliate me, intimidate pro-life America, and, and, and put that fear in them. But thankfully, through the case law, uh, which was the United States versus Houck, um now we have case law that will protect and bolster. So uh, we need to get the people back out on the streets and, and knowing that they're, they have nothing to fear. They have First Amendment rights and it's pr- protected. So they need to get back out on the street first and foremost. And, of course, we need to work. And as I'm discerning for myself, I need, you know, what more can I do? And, and I feel the call to go to Congress and to um, – to help bolster Dobbs and and support, uh, you know, all that legislation and funding that exists and, and defund those places that need to be defunded. And so, you know, that's what I'm doing. And I think each one of us have to ask ourselves, you know, what more can I do? For the movement and so for me that's stepping up i, I don't really want to run for po- uh, congress or, po- or be a politician but you know what i feel like i have a duty to to help the republic and i think i can i think my story is going to be effective in the weaponization of the american people and uh, you know that's how i'm going to do my my part
3: mark i know you've got a big loving family what do they think about all this they've just been through the ringer with all this fbi crap are they excited are they scared what are they like yeah,
5: I think it's a, it's, a, it's a bit of a mystery to all of us, but uh, yeah. you know, they're excited for their dad. You have, at the same time, you know, what does this mean for the the Hauk children, right? What does this mean for the wife of, of Mark Hauk? We don't know that just yet. We know it's going to be crazy busy, um, but we're all saying yes to it, and um, you know, we have to be more prayerful. We have to be more disciplined in our schedules. we got to be more disciplined in our communication with one another. So I think that it's an unknown, and um, you know, we're We're praying that God will give us the grace. We know he will to to sustain us as we travel this journey.
3: Yeah, he will. Mark, I wish you the best, my brother. Hey, great to be with you. Thanks so much for having me again. You too. All right. We have much more to talk about tonight. Another Planned Parenthood story next. Before we get to that Planned Parenthood story, let's do this. Let's make preparations. It It helps me relax when I make preparations. Whenever I get something. When, honestly, whenever I work out, I feel like it's helped me relax because I'm just getting myself ready. For what? I don't know. Hopefully nothing. Why should you have an emergency three-month food kit? I mean, even FEMA tells you that. You need three months' worth of food in your home. Non-perishable food. Most people do not. Why, though, Jesse? Why uh, an invasion, a natural disaster, a terrorist attack? Of the... Yeah, Sure. Friggin' zombies, I, I, I don't care what your reasoning is. I don't know what the future holds. Nobody does. But I know there's never going to be a time ever where I look at my emergency three-month food kit and say to myself, ah, oh, man, I wish I didn't have that. But there just might be a time where you will say, I wish I had one. So go get one right now. While they're 25% off. My Patriot Supply has some 25% off. Prepare with jessikelly.com is how you get that deal. Prepare with jessiekelly.com. We'll be back. Did you know you can marry at any age you want now in California? So, people on the right are trying to ban adults from marrying kids, but in California, well, Planned Parenthood is opposing that. Which is so odd because for so long, I was told that Planned Parenthood was just helping young mothers. They always swore they weren't for abortion, that was just, you know, part of it. And now, they want adults to marry kids. It's weird. Joining me now, Kinsley Cortez. She is the digital media manager, manager. I'm sorry, for the Center for Renewing America. Kinsley, it's so odd how all roads seem to lead back to pedophilia for these freaks.
6: You are absolutely correct, Jesse. And I just want to point out that you know, Planned Parenthood has never been an organization at all interested in protecting children. Their mission as an organization, quite literally, is to engage in the extermination of children. So we shouldn't be surprised that they're opposing a California law that would actually protect children from childhood marriage. And their claims, you know, that this would somehow impede on the reproductive rights of minors is just totally preposterous. And I think that it is endemic of a problem that we are seeing emerging on the radical left. You talked about it in your intro here, it's pedophilia. Progressives are pushing this across the nation. We have to call it like it is. We have teachers that are discussing sexual acts with children as young as three years old in classrooms. We have state senators, like California State Senator Scott Weiner, who are advocating for legislation that would actually lessen penalties for adults who engage in oral or anal sex with minors who are underage. We have companies like Pornhub leaving red states that implement age verification laws to protect children from from sexual adult content online. I mean, this is not your grandfather's Democratic Party or even your father's Democratic Party. We are truly up against individuals as right-wingers who are demonic and who are depraved, and we need to be engaging in these cultural battles because these people are just pure evil, Jessie.
3: You're 100% right. And Kingsley, I I think about places like California, right? And you think about how left-wing that place is. And you mentioned Scott Wiener, who's one of the real world-class scumbags out there. And I just don't see there being a bottom to how far this thing descends. Because if you tell me there's a bottom, I would ask you, How? What stops it? It seems like there are no brakes left. It's all just a bunch of turbo freak demons that are just gonna circle down and down and down until it, I don't know, it gets to hell.
6: Yes, 100 percent. And I think a lot of conservatives don't really understand that the reason we've gotten here and why the slope is so slippery is because we've refused to engage on these cultural issues. We've kind of embraced this libertarian philosophy of live and let live, you know, you do what you want, I'll do what I want, so long as, you know, those two things don't hurt one another, that's a total fallacy. There's no multiculturalism. There's no shared values in a system like that. There will always be an orthodoxy that is enshrined in the public square. There needs to be one value set, one culture in order to have a flourishing and successful society. And unfortunately, we don't have that because we've just embraced whatever, wherever the wind takes you. We cannot laissez faire our way out of this mess. I think conservatives need to really strap up and they need need to get comfortable with using power where we have it, whether that's, you know, Republicans in Congress or whether that's the state level, the precinct level, whatever it is, we need to be using levers of power like the left does to achieve our ends. Because if we do not, we're going to wake up and just realize that we've totally lost our country.
3: Yeah, that's a fact. One thing I am excited about is the new chick on Disney marketing clothes for girls. Here she is.
7: Let's get dressed. Today, we're looking at the most iconic friend group, Disney's Mickey and Friends. And the character most like me is Minnie Mouse. And I have the most perfect dress to start the look. It even has little Mickey's on it. And I love how bold of a red it is. It's just like Minnie.
3: It's just, I don't know. I don't know whether to be grossed out or laugh. Oh, it's me, Rachel. All right, quit. But why have we not been able to cancel Disney? Okay, we got Bud Light, Bud Light's gone, they learned their lesson, yet Disney continues crap movie after crap movie, tranny after tranny, they got a dude apparently in Disney World with a beard at the Princess Clothing Store, why is Disney still going strong?
6: I think the answer is because Disney's kind of demographic, their fan base tends to be very left-wing. We've seen a surge in, quote, Disney adults, right? Crazy single leftists who are childless, soulless. They're obsessed with going to Disney. I think that Bud Light's demographic and kind of fan base has always been a little bit more right-wing, a little bit more conservative. And that's why those people really kind of gave them a taste of retribution when they decided to do the Dylan Mulvaney uh, kind of sell-out advertisement that they did. But I think, you know, as conservatives, we need to be intolerant of woke corporations all across the political spectrum, even if they're leftist companies that we don't particularly care about or subscribe to. Because, like I said earlier, this stuff has a tendency to fester and to infect other institutions. Media and culture is a very important thing. And I think, you know, as conservatives, that's not really a sector that we've dominated. Um, Typically, we've always been kind of business minded, GDP minded. But this cultural stuff matters because it really sets the tone for what our children are learning, what people are talking about on a pop culture kind of day to day basis. So I, you know, we hear on the right all the time. We're anti cancel culture. I'm actually pro cancel culture i think that stuff like this needs to be totally cancelled it has no place in our movement this toxic radical gender ideology needs to be wiped out completely and i want to see conservatives do that whether it's disney or whether it's bud light
3: amen amen cancel culture all day long until victory kingsley i want to ask you because i'm very clearly not a woman although i guess i could be in this day and age and you are i wanted to ask about feminism It's been such a horrible movement for men and women, honestly. The men are miserable now, more miserable than they've ever been. The women are more miserable than they've ever been. We tell these girls when they're younger, you can do anything a man can do, and men suck. And soon she's 50 years old with short hair driving a Subaru, and she hates everything on earth. Are we finally willing to get women to come around and say, this has not been good. We're we're more miserable now than we've ever been.
6: Yeah, I think women are absolutely waking up to kind of how feminism has sold them a false bill of goods, right? They've been told, put off motherhood, put off, you know, being a wife, being a homemaker and go be a cog in that corporate machine, you know, achieve the career kind of woman that we're all told the girl boss, that's kind of what we're all supposed to aspire to. But what we're seeing is a generation of women that are more unhappy than any generation of women that has come before them. I mean, in history, it's just shocking. And sadly, Jesse, I think that a lot of these women are waking up to kind of the fake bill of goods that feminism has sold. Too late. I mean, women today are just realizing that they can't kind of reset course. They've gone down this path and there's no undoing it. Just to give you a statistic in 1980, 65% of 25 year olds were married. And today, 45% of women between the ages of 25 and 44 will be single and childless by 2030. I mean, that should shock us all to our core, the way society has slipped and these norms have just totally been discarded and thrown out. The left is truly trying through the feminist movement to destroy the nuclear family because they know that it is the strongest force against this neo-Marxist ideology that they are attempting to push. They're totally against having a man and a woman in a household with a bunch of kids. That's what they fear. And we need to encourage women to kind of recapture that which makes them uniquely female. I tell young women all the time, you know, get married, embrace your femininity, have a bunch of kids. We should not be afraid to shy away from our God-given feminine spirit as women. It is what we were created to be, and we should celebrate that. Society should celebrate that again.
3: Amen. Get married, make a bunch of babies. You might even find yourself happy. Kingsley, thank you so much. I appreciate it.
6: Thank you so much, Jesse. All right.
3: Portland's a mess. You just saw what happened with Andy. No, if you didn't, we're going to cover it in a minute. But... We're going to cover it with Jack Basoba and get his take on that and many other things. But before we get to that, I want to get to this. I want to get to allergies. They're awful. No, I'm not selling you allergy medication. Although I could. You know why I could? Because I took it forever. Not the prescription stuff, but all the over-the-counter stuff. Just give me all of it. Just, I had days where I took more than one. I know you're not supposed to do that, but that's how bad mine have been my whole life. I've been allergy-free for a couple years now. No, I don't have a hot new medication for you. Eden Pure Thunderstorm, greatest air purifier ever. It's just this little black box, right? Goes in the outlet. You will know it works within an hour. You know how? I've got an experiment for you. I want you, when you get your three packet, I want you to take one and go plug it into your room. And then I want you to leave your room. And then I want you to come back in an hour. You'll know. You can actually taste it in the air, how clean your air is. Eden Pure Thunderstorm. I don't even have allergies anymore. You have to go to EdenPureDeals.com, promo code Jesse. That's how you get $200 off that three pack, all right? EdenPureDeals.com, code Jesse. We'll be back. was a video of Andy Noah being assaulted back in 2019. You've seen him several times on this show. I will tell you, just a real soft-spoken good dude. Not a big dude, but wades into the animals, gets beat up pretty good. Just filed a lawsuit against him. Just went through the system in Portland, and wouldn't you know it, Antifa founds completely not, well, there's I say not guilty. They were found not liable for anything whatsoever, even with the video evidence you just saw. Truly communist hell in these blue places. Joining me now, my friend Jack Posobiec. He is the host of the Great Human Events Daily and wrote a book on these animals, has had confrontations with them himself. Jack, you've talked a lot about this trial. What exactly happened? Look, how can even a communist disregard evidence? I just watched Andy Ngo get socked in the face.
2: How could a communist even deny evidence? Well, it's simple, Jesse. It's, it's, uh, they were good comrade. That's what you saw here. They, ah. That was a jury of 12 people. Either on one hand, you had the good comrades. Then on the other hand, number two, you had the people on that jury that knew that you better be a good comrade because they find out what happens to the bad comrades. We were actually told by our reporter, Katie Daviscourt, who sat in through the trial for every single day of this from jury selection on, that at multiple times throughout the trial, these jurors were threatened with having their personal information released to the public. And well, guess what? They live within the confines of Portland. They live within the confines of Multnomah County. Our own journalist, as you can see in the video here, had her windows completely smashed in in her vehicle. Not much was stolen. But a message was sent. A message was sent that if you do reporting on us, we are going to come after you. That's the same message that the jury got. And the judge even had to bring this up multiple times in the trial that they were potentially facing having their uh, identities be revealed, even to the point, Jesse, where the Antifa lawyer for the defendants, the two defendants in this, uh, John Hacker and Elizabeth Richter, that the juror or the the defense lawyer turns to the jury and says to them I am Antifa and I will remember your faces sounds a lot like American justice I mean I really think this is what our founders had in mind when they they sat down they hashed out the constitution federalist papers this
3: is exactly exactly what they were hoping for Okay, that's just honestly, all that is so jaw-dropping and freaking horrible. Yet at the same time, Jack, unsurprising. You talk about this all the time. So are these areas like D.C., New York, Portland is an extreme example, obviously. Are they just gone, Jack? Is there, is there another solution if you're a decent person other than leave? If, if you could be in a situation where the judge would allow a defense attorney and the people in there such conduct, you have no chance as a real person.
2: That's exactly right, Jesse. And if if you're anyone who's seen politically as to the right of, say, Joseph Stalin, uh, you will be considered a fascist, you'll be considered a Nazi. Our journalist was screamed at and accosted by a roving group of Antifa inside the courthouse as the jury was deliberating, which, by the way, included the two defendants confronting her, trying to pull her onto an elevator, uh, telling her that she was a Nazi, that she was a liar, screaming at her. And and by the way, Jesse, now you, you brought up earlier today that um, I- I- this was a civil trial. That's because he tried to go through the criminal route the first time around. Huh. He actually got one of these guys indicted. So, and, and you'll love this, you'll love this. Uh, ha- this is the guy Hacker. Who, who actually, even beyond this initial assault, when they're in Black Block, that's why they do that, so it's hard to, um, to bring them to court because you can't tell really who that is unless you have something really identifying with, like tattoo, a scar, or something. So uh, they put him on trial. They find Andy No to be a victim of an assault, but then the judge rules that Hacker was not guilty of assault because Andy had provoked him by posting about him on Twitter. I kid you not. You had a judge in that very city say this. So this is what I'll say. If you're in one of those areas, you just have to understand, number one, you're a second class citizen. If you're a conservative or a Christian or just someone who's, I don't know, normal. Um, Then number two, that you live in a communist area and you should act. Accordingly, number three, and and I know that there's been some, you know uh, people argue about you know national divorce is it possible? It's not. I, I'll say at least this: there needs to be a civil exodus, a not a civil war, but a civil exodus. You need to get out of these areas. Go find an area that's you know honestly, I'd, I'd say take a purple area and make that more red. Uh, move to a place that makes sense for you and your family, but you cannot be in one of these cities. You can't.
3: Oh, that is so sad. Portland's so beautiful, too. I remember you flying in right over the Columbia. Gosh, it could have been such a cool freaking city. All right. I don't have enough time the to West go into coast Portland anymore, Jack. So I need you to... Oh, it's gorgeous. Oh, it's unbelievable. Seattle is so cool. It used to be. All right, Jack, mm-hmm. speaking of the Northwest, um, why why is Russia and China, why are they off the coast of Alaska right now?
2: Okay, so uh, it's it's pretty simple. The geniuses in the United States foreign policy establishment have decided that since there's three superpowers in the world right now, there's Russia, China and the United States, they've decided that if it it would make sense from a foreign policy standpoint to push the other two superpowers together, uh, have them form a military alliance and then escalate against both of them at the same time simultaneously. uh, One with a proxy war in Ukraine and then the other by threatening a proxy war vis-a-vis the Taiwan Strait, and in doing so, you've taken the world's most populous country and also the, the country with the world's largest arsenal of nuclear weapons and made them strange bedfellows. We've done this, Jesse. Our foreign policy leaders have decided that this is a great idea, and so the backlash that you're seeing right now by both of them joining up it's absolutely just as just as I said that Antifa was sending a message to our journalists by smashing her windows. Uh, the the Chinese Russian military alliance is sending a message to the United States. We're here. We've consolidated now and we're not going anywhere. Congratulations. You got what you wished for.
3: Wow, well, that's great news. Human Events Daily. Go listen. It's awesome. Thank you, Jack. I appreciate your brother. Thank you, Jesse. Always a pleasure. All right, inflation, uh, we gotta deal with that too. Carol Roth is here to deal with that. Before we deal with inflation, let's do something good. Well, it's only gonna apply if you own a timeshare. Do you own a timeshare you want out of? You know, you should already be out of it. If not, today's the day, Lone Star Transfer. And maybe right now you're you're a skeptic. Maybe you're being cynical and you're saying, Jesse. Lone Star Transfer can't get me out. I already got a hold of the timeshare place and told them I wanted out, and they told me. They even showed me on the fine print where I signed, and I'm stuck forever. Lone Star Transfer hears this every time. They're successful 99% of the time. This is a family business. Over 18,000 people have made that phone call. 18,000. Lone Star, help! And they're out. Make a phone call. 844-310-2646. Eight four four three one zero two six four six. 310 2646 Just make the call. Get out. Eight four four 310 2646 We'll be back. Inflation sucks. You see, they asked me to try to explain the inflation numbers for today, but we have Carol Roth coming on. I don't know why I would inflation. Look, it's 3.2%. That sucks. That's on top of whatever it was eight percent last year like five percent the year before essentially we're all dead broken poor because these idiots thought we should shut down the country for a virus and then print tr- print trillions of dollars and spend trillion dollar bills and so now we're all kind of screwed but joining me now to talk about that is two time new york times best-selling author now and author of her new book that's going like gangbusters you will own nothing my friend, Carol Roth. Okay, Carol, inflation sucks. That's the depth of my analysis. What's yours?
0: I kind of feel like that is the analysis. I mean, what more is there to say? Uh, The reality, as you said, is even though the headline number looks smaller than it has in previous years, that is a, a compounding effect. And so we have seen double digit inflation on what has been reported. I think the real inflation in people's lives is about double that. And unfortunately people are really struggling. They're in what I call individual or personal recessions. We see that credit card debt has hit a trillion dollars that people are doing early withdrawals from their 401k plans that they're saving less. Mm. So they are dipping in to their personal balance sheets to prop up The rest of the economy so the economy itself sounds like it's doing just okay but really if you look at the individuals particularly the middle and working class you know those are the people who are truly getting crushed and uh, when you hear that bidenomics or the democrats are the party of the middle class uh, they're the party of destroying the middle class
3: Carol, what's the Fed do now? I know, thanks to your education for all of us, the Fed targets 2% inflation every year. Well, we ain't at 2% or 3.2%. What's coming next?
0: So there's this narrative that's going around Wall Street that we are going to get something that's called a soft landing. That means that the inflation comes down to that target without wrecking the economy. And I call this uh, and have for a while the horror movie economy, because you know, like in horror movies, Jesse, when everybody thinks that it's safe to come outside, that the killer is gone, and then they come out and he's there with the chainsaw and then they all get murdered. I kind of feel like that's the point that we're at right now that it seems like things are on the right trajectory and that they're moving along but there' uh, there are many points of concern but a couple that I want to point out for you one is that consumer as I mentioned you know they're in um, you know these very difficult personal situations their balance sheets are getting wrecked the wages are coming down businesses you know probably aren't going to be accelerating their investments anytime soon and so if that consumer gives way uh, we may see that as a catalyst for a recession, and then everything kind of falls after that. So that may bring down inflation, but it may bring down the economy with it. If the consumer is able to stay tight, on the other hand, we could have sticky and persistent inflation, particularly because of energy. You know, we had this political stunt where they released emergency supplies of of, uh, oil to try to bring down the energy costs for a little bit of time. We also had a very mild winter last year. And that's not just here in the US, but in Europe. That was a gift, not a strategy. So if we end up with a cold winter, we have this huge supply demand, demand imbalance in energy and certainly no investment in traditional fossil fuels. So there are things like that, that I think could make inflation either rear its ugly head and, and accelerate again, or at least stick around for a long time, which means that you have this continued burden on the middle class, even if the economy at the headline level stays kind of you know stagnating.
3: Carol, I have a question that's probably a dumb one, but I, I try to think about these things as best I can for what it means for the future. You brought up the credit card debt being a trillion dollars. I saw today something like 36% of Americans have no savings left. It's all gone. They can't pay, any, pay off anything if emergency happens. So the consumer is getting to a place where he's going to be in dangerous territory, flat-out personal yeah. bankruptcy territory. I'm not naive enough to think the American consumer is going to wake up today and realize, crap, I need to not go out to eat tonight. People tend to keep going until they can't possibly go anymore. This is a long question. This is a long way of saying, what happens when Americans' personal debt... Gets to the point where it can't go any further anymore. The credit card bills don't get paid. Maybe you miss a mortgage payment, car payments. What's that mean for the overall economy when the consumer kind of goes?
0: Yeah, I mean, they, I think that's actually a, a very brilliant and insightful question, Jesse. I mean, the reality is that we have an economy that is driven 70% by consumer spending. And so if the consumer is tapped out and they feel like, or maybe they just don't have access to any more credit that they can take on, or it's become too much of a burden for them, they're out of savings. Um, There aren't enough jobs for them to go out and uh, take on two and three jobs now. We know some people have two, and I think that is a potential catalyst for us to go into some type of a recessionary environment. And that's why I was saying previously, this idea that we are now you know, out of the woodworks and on this perfect trajectory is insane. We are coming off of nearly 15 years of suppressed policy, monetary policy, where there was interference with interest rates and insane money printing. That means a lot of people were able to take on debt at very cheap rates, and it was able to sustain them for a long time. So as policy changes, it takes a while in any sort of regard in order to work its way through the economy. After 15 years of this you know, near zero and sometimes zero interest rate policy, it's going to take longer. So the reality is, do not think that we are out of the woodwork. There is something coming. We do have to pay, There, there are consequences for what has happened. And unfortunately, as it always does, it falls on the individual. It falls on Main Street America, not on Wall Street.
3: Yeah. The reaping is never as much fun as the sowing, is it? All right, what, Moody's. Never. Moody's is... Moody's is downgrading 10 regional banks. First of all, what is Moody? Carol, what is this, a bank run by a woman? What does it matter, and what what do we care about all this for?
0: I I thought you were Moody, Jesse, but uh, yes, Moody is one of... One of the ratings agencies and the ratings agencies are somewhat useless, as we saw in the Great Recession financial crisis and even the downgrade, recent downgrade of the U.S. debt. Um, One of the ratings agencies downgraded the U.S. debt back in 2011 and then Fitch put them on warning and it took them another 12 years to go, oh, maybe I think you have a debt problem. So they're always behind the eight ball. Uh, But they do have concerns over the banking sector. Surprise surprise. Um, So even though the Fed and everyone else is trying to reassure you that everything has been taken care of, again, this insane policy that they had that caused uh, the banks to take on too many deposits and too much risk early on. And then when the Fed changed course, get caught with their pants down, quite frankly, has not worked its way fully through the system yet. And so this is what Moody's is telling you. They're saying there is still structural Risk within the banking system. And they got around to uh, downgrading some of these banks. And I think we're going to continue to see fallout, whether that means quote unquote emergency mergers or more bailouts or whatnot. Um, obviously, the Fed's going to try and do what they can to keep you from running on the banks because if you start pulling your deposits, it's going to create even more chaos. But Again, this is a good time to remind people, make sure that you're within FDIC limits, that you have the, the the FDIC insurance. If you're with a credit union, it's NCUA. Make sure if you've gotten away from that and feel like, okay, things have calmed down a little bit, this is a long game that we're playing. And even though we are in this period of quiet, expect that there is going to be chaos again, banks are a huge potential issue, not just because of that. There's another thing in terms of commercial real estate with a lot of that coming due higher interest rates. And as we know, a lot of people haven't gone back to work in big cities, so they don't have the same occupancy rates. So lots of headwinds in the economy out there, buckle down, have personal austerity, do the smart thing and wherever you can own hard assets.
3: I'm glad you reminded me about that FDIC insurance thing, Carol, because I believe the limit's $250,000. Whoo! I'm stressing that. I guess I got to move some money around there, Carol. <laughs> Thank you so much. Being Moody's
0: again. Moody's rating agency, Johnny ah. Kelly.
3: <laughs> All right, quit. Focus. We got to lighten the mood next. We got to focus on something else. Food. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. Food. Hear me out. You don't eat fast food every meal. Me, white trash, bad diet, Jesse, I don't eat fast food every meal. Why? Because there's no nutrition in it. It's just crap. It's just empty calories. Well, if you don't eat fast food every meal, then why do you give it to your dog? No, I know you're not taking your dog for fast food every meal, but you give him dog food. There's nothing in it. There's no nutrition in it. It's empty calories. It's like getting your dog a Big Mac every meal. And then we wonder why they die too soon and why they have all these health problems at the end. Give your dog real nutrition. Pour Rough Greens on your dog's food. You don't even have to change food. Natural nutritional supplement, Rough Greens. Pour it on your dog's food. Digestive enzymes, omega oils. You'll see better. You'll see them have a better coat, better breath, better energy, better health, longer life. RoughGreens.com slash Jesse gets you a free trial bag. Or you can call 833 333 My dog. We'll be back. You know what I love? Here's what I love. Natural solutions. And we're going to get to lighten the mood here in just a moment. But what I really love is natural solutions. And a lot of that has propped up more and more over the past couple years as I've grown distrustful of organizations like the FDA, CDC, places like that, if you will. I've started to dive in more and more to the CBD world and that's why I'm glad I finally found CB distillery because there's a bunch of these CBD companies out there and a lot of them are selling you a bill of goods it's not lab tested it's not professional it's not that CB distillery is the highest quality there is tested what do I do I don't I don't take everything what do I take sleep they have these sleep gummies no melatonin no nothing sleep gummies sleep like a baby wake up feeling like a million bucks They have this roll-on for any pain. My shoulder bugs me sometimes. They have relaxed gummies. But not only that, they have 20% off. With the promo code JESSE at CBDISTILLERY, you get 20% off everything on there. You want to sleep like a baby tonight? CBDISTILLERY.COM, promo code JESSE. All right. A man in the UK, he went up to a bunch of people talking about how much they support refugees. And he asked a really, really brilliant question.
7: I just noticed your placard saying refugees welcome here. I was yes. just wondering if you'd like to go down on a list saying you're willing to take the refugees into your home? Of course not. Uh, so. Only problem is I like rent. I just wondering if you'd like to go on a list of people that's willing to actually uh, adopt a refugee and take them into your home? Well, if I had any space, I if would. If you had but any yeah, space. It would, wouldn't be right. a nice place to, to bring them. Yeah. I was just wondering if you'd be willing to go on a list of people that's um, willing to accept a refugee, like adopt one into your home? Yeah, I live in a rental place, so I can't. Rental? Yeah, yeah. You can't do it. Yeah, yeah. Someone else's job. Yeah. I'm wondering if you'd be interested in going on a list of people that's actually willing to adopt a refugee and take them into your home? No I'm sorry I can't. You I can't, can't take I one. Can't. I
0: don't have I don't have i I don't, don't have I don't
7: have a don't, don't have the space. But have do. a refugee stay at your house.
6: Yeah I don't mind
7: you go on the list? I
6: don't mind yeah I'll give me the thing. Oh wait I can't because my house is only a little small Amazing
7: then... that's what, what I was waiting what? for. Thank you darling. <laughs> Would you be willing to have a refugee in your home? Uh, yes, if I had room. If you had room, it's funny that. Yeah. All right, smashing. You have a nice day. No, but I've got a whole family in the in the house. Bet, so we're know. Up. So I know. I know. How it is. So I know it is. I know it is. But I, well, yes, of course, in principle. Yeah. In principle, the sentiment's there. It's just the uh, capabilities ain't. I'm not able to at the moment. I know. That's what I'm saying.
3: With... Always make them live by their own rules and watch them squirm. All right. We'll see you tomorrow.
5: Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the
2: iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.